What's going on, amigos? We're going to try something new. We're going to try this podcast thing. I think, uh, I think I'm going to do it while I'm cleaning the shop and resetting for the week, maybe once or twice a week. Let's see how it goes. So let's start off by who I am, what this is, all that kind of stuff. So my name is Pablo. Some of you might know me, RC Amigos on the interwebs. So basically, and in case you don't know, I'm cleaning my shop right now. So there, you're going to hear all kinds of tools clanking around, things skidding around, all that kind of stuff. But you're just going to have to deal with it because this is the only time I get to sit down and do this kind of stuff. If I did it at night because I'm a dad, everyone would be asleep and I'd have to talk quietly and that would be no fun. So uh, what we do is we create all kinds of RC fun uh, experiences, me and the kids. It's mostly me and my son now. Uh, my daughter's interested in it, but kind of interested in it from afar. And we do all kinds of stuff from racing to crawling to building to just experiencing events, all that kind of stuff. So it's been a lot of fun over the years. Uh, it's kind of taken on a little bit of a following. And, uh, you know, I, I think that things are growing and that's awesome. So that's just uh, kind of where we're going. I guess when I say an RC creator, for me, what that is, is that I like to create parts, whether it be in collaboration with a company, um, like Scale Metal Supplies, shout out to them. Andre's awesome. They do all kinds of little bits and pieces for custom builds out of tubing and things like that for your crawlers and race cars. But whether it be creating stuff like that or just creating different 3D model parts, all that kind of stuff. Those are the things that I like to create, themed vehicles. And we race. Right now we have two, I could say right now we have two racing programs. We have turf and we have monster trucks. So on the turf side, I just moved up. It's not anything moving up because of me running better or anything like that. It's purely moving up so I'm not racing young kids for the for the time being and just kind of trying to steer away steer away from traffic and um, kind of learn the race craft a little bit more but I'm racing stadium truck it's open right now meaning you can run whatever motor you want to run I'm running that at diehard RC on the turf I'm running a 135 uh, Trinity motor in a uh, what is that, RC10 T62. It's been an awesome ride. Um, currently, that's sitting on the bench. I will get to that in a later segment. But my son's running a uh, buggy, uh, associated buggy, and he's a novice. And that's basically what my focus is right now. My focus is trying to teach him race craft and understand the race car and what racing is and how it works. So that's kind of us in a nutshell, I would say. Uh, you know, every, it's new, new experiences every time. Uh, we're experiencing new stuff at the track, learning together, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, that's what our racing program's like. And I guess what you can plan on hearing here at this uh, podcast 
we're going to be talking about racing, builds, events, and news. So when something new comes out, we'll talk about it, ask some questions, see if you guys have feedback. Um, hopefully I can collaborate with my other channels on Instagram and YouTube. If you don't know where to find me there, just look for at RC Amigos. Um, sometimes it's RC underscore Amigos. And you can find us there. And you can listen to all the new content there. Or not listen, but see all the new content there. I'm also going to be sharing this podcast over on YouTube and see how that works out. I'm not sure how that's going to pan out format-wise, but it should be pretty cool. I'm excited for it. So let's, uh, let's hop on over to the next segment. All right, so let's jump into our race programs. Let's talk turf first. This has been completely new to us and a lot of fun. So turf for us is something that I've never done at this kind of level. I've played around, you know, gone to some little races here and there, but nothing at this level. The, the main focus on this is letting my son get better and trying to coach him. Uh, so I guess I'll start a few, few months, about a month ago, we kind of sat down and started talking and we said, hey, let's treat this thing like a sport because he's not in a sport right now in the summer. Uh, soccer's not till the end of summer. So we were like, let's treat this like a sport. Let's start practicing twice a week if we can and let's get better. Let's learn the car. Let's uh, get some experience, all that kind of stuff. So we started going out twice a week um, at Die Hard RC out in Snohomish, which is an awesome, awesome uh, place to go out and play. So they have turf track, dirt track, monster truck, bash course, uh, all kinds of stuff out there to play. So we've been going out there and playing out in, on the turf and kind of learning the track. So they have, they set up, well, we don't know how often they set up, but they change their track from time to time. We've been practicing on a track setup or layout for probably two or three weeks. And my son ended up really kind of taking to it and understanding it. And we started looking at race lines and, um, you know, just kind of characteristics of the car, that kind of thing. Just starting real easy, just basically getting him seat time. And he went his last race, well, not his last race, but the race before last, we went out and he did a novice class and he's running in, so he's running novice. The last race he did before this one we just got back from is kind of like what people would term as like a weeknight club race, I guess. So it's a little bit smaller, um, one heat, uh, and then that tells you where you start and then you get the, the main, a six minute main. So he went out and he'd been practicing, learning the track, and he, he got, I would say, pretty dialed. I mean, he was just ripping around the track, understanding where to check up, all that kind of stuff. We have some videos on YouTube if you want to go check them out. Um, and they just, it shows him kind of talking his way through the track and how he understands it. Went out and he ended up qualifying, I think he was qualified like third or fourth 
and then he went out and ran the table in the main. He had, I think he had a lap up on everybody, um, just was really carving the track, really did well. So he was excited, I was super proud, really awesome dad moment. Um, and then we got to this last weekend and we saw that they were changing, changing up the track layout, which got me a little concerned, but I'm sure he didn't care. And uh, we got out there, we actually went out, actually we didn't get to practice, we went out early to go and practice. And so we went out and practiced early in the morning. First thing happened, he gets out on the track and bust out one of his, uh, I don't remember what the name of the part is, but it's the block, the aluminum block that goes on the bulkhead in the rear that holds the pins for your A-arms. Busted that completely out, aluminum piece. Luckily, Extreme RC had one in stock and uh, had to get it. I was the pit crew wrenching on it, trying to get that thing dialed before our first qual. Got him in first qual, and I think he qualified, or first qual he was sixth, and then the next qual he was fourth, I think. Don't remember. Uh, but he ended up starting in fourth or third or fourth position in the A main. Uh, pretty awesome. Stoked about that. But this track setup was, someone called it a IQ track. And it was totally an IQ track. It was, you had to think about it. You had to understand what your car was doing. So it had what was called a roller coaster up front in the front straight. And then down the middle of the track, there was a monster triple. And the roller coaster up front kind of had a step up. And with a 21.5 car, you had to hit it perfect. And hey, your battery had to be pumped to get up to that step up without clipping your rear end and everyone was slapping. So it was kind of one of those things, do you check up and land on the front side of the roller coaster or do you try to just pin it and get to the top? So it was kind of like a, a crapshoot for especially a novice class because novice, you're running into a lot of traffic out there. So he did all right on that part. He ended up, I think he realized towards the end of the race that you know, slapping isn't really a good thing right there. The main thing was that triple in the middle. Oh my gosh, it was a triple where if everything was lined up perfect and the stars were aligned, you could get, for his car, you could make the triple. But you had to come off a banked corner, uh, a wall ride, and basically just pin it to win it coming off the wall ride so you made it all the way, made it all the way over the triple. Everyone that was experienced there, especially that was running the 21.5 class, not the novice class, was saying double single. And so that was like the mantra. And I kept on telling him, dude, you got a double single. Basically, before he went into his first, before he went into the main, I just told him, I said, hey, stay on all four wheels and you're going to podium. It's, he was doing really awesome. So I was like, you're going to podium if you stay on all four wheels. But... I would say the need for speed and the, the want to air it out and go big kind of got the best of him. And all but two laps, he went for the triple. Every single time, slapping, casing this front, the, the top of the jump and 
cartwheeling off of it. He'd land it probably 50% of the time, but you know, after cartwheeling for 10 feet and, or, you know, he'd go skidding on his head and then have to wait for the marshal to come throw him back on. So it was, it was super frustrating. And, you know, I felt like the dad in the, on the corner yelling. I, I was constantly yelling at him, double, double single, double single. And nothing, he just was going for it. But he learned, it was funny because he's nine and seeing him understand what he did wrong and literally came off the stand. He knew he finished fourth, uh, just off podium. And he came down from the stand, wasn't snotty or anything, but he came down from the stand, from the stand grabbed his car and just instantly walked back to the truck. <laughs> That's where we were pitted. So he walked straight back to the truck and he was just kind of hanging out there. And I was like, hey, how's it going? And he was like, well, I'm tired. And I could see he was getting tired before the race too. I was trying to give him some sugar so he'd get focused up, but uh, I think I probably did it a little too late. But uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he was a little bummed about it. You could tell on the way home it kind of stewed a little bit more, but all in all, it's a good learning experience for him. Can't be the fastest every day. And uh, I think, so today we're gonna try to get some time away and run out to the track and start learning this track. And so what I think I'm gonna to do to, for him is I'm gonna take some cones out and put them on the back side of the triple and if there's no one else there and just have him double it and have to jump over the cones on the back side of the triple. And then that way it'll teach him to, you know, consistently do that. I'm also gonna order, I gotta do it. I'm gonna order him uh, one higher tooth pinion. He's running a 30 right now. I think I'm either going to put him on a 31, maybe adjust his timing a little bit, just kind of get him, because uh, he can make the triple. He was clearly doing it in practice without traffic, all that kind of stuff. So I think I'm just going to teach him to run it double single, but then also gear his car up so he can hit that triple for if he's out in front and that kind of thing. So we're going to practice this track. We're going to get him squared away and get him going on that. I think it'll be good for him to learn to overcome the track and to think about it. The other thing about this track, doing a six minute main, the battery, we're running good batteries. I like our batteries. Um, are they top race batteries? Absolutely not. <laughs> so they're budget friendly. They're Ovonic uh, racing batteries. They're the, the hard pack, the shorty packs. They're 100C, 5,000 milliamp batteries. Um, and they're good. Uh, we were running that day, it was probably 80, between 80 and 85 degrees out. A little warm. So we were definitely getting some, some battery uh, fade. We were getting some battery fade, some heat fade, and uh, I think maybe having a better battery would be okay, but this is also kind of teaching him what the limitation, what, how the car changes over the race. And I think that's going to be a thing that I'm going to have to figure a way to kind of show him how that actually works because throughout the, it, it was very clear on that roller coaster that if your battery was fading, 
it was, you had to check up. I was watching the 21.5 guys run, and they're really good. And I was watching them run, and they would, at the end of their quals and mains, they were checking up and going off the little bump and kind of landing on the front side of the roller coaster, then popping back over. So it was interesting to see all that and how that worked out. But um, so I think he's going to, we're going to kind of go over that and kind of go over, you know, he understands what happens when the battery fades. So it's just a matter of kind of him knowing when to kind of hold back a little bit and knowing when to drive the car, you know, rather than uh, him just drive through everything. Once, if he can understand how to drive the car, I think it's gonna make him a much better racer, um, which will be good. And I just dropped my glass cleaner behind a toolbox. And now I gotta have to reach that. But, so, that's awesome. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, I'm racing. Uh, 13.5 in an open class. I don't know if I'd say I'm bringing a knife to a gunfight, but I'm definitely a rookie. Definitely um, not the fastest car out there, uh, but it's a lot of fun. I ran into problems in my second qual. I was running pretty good. From I, I was happy with how I was running. Um, I'm competitive but I'm out there to participate, not to compete right now. I just kind of learn in the car, understanding the race craft of it. Um, one of the things I'm learning and I'm trying to understand, and I don't think at our level, there's a lot to be said for this, but I'm trying to understand what the appropriate race etiquette is for letting someone pass. Now, I don't want to let people pass all the time, but I also don't want to create problems. So I'm trying to figure out, do I let people pass on the left? Do I let people pass on the right? Um, they're not always consistent on how they are going. So that's been interesting. And, you know, I've had people clip my wheel or whatever um, if I'm letting them go by. But um, that's something that's new to me. The other thing that happened that I've never seen before, just because I don't have any experience in racing, was went off the triple, landed, and absolutely smoked my upper shaft, the top shaft of the tranny on the T62. So now I'm, the debate is, do I go with a spur delete, or do I go with the same uh, what's it called? Slipper on the spur. Mm, I've heard our good arguments for both. I'm not completely sure what direction I'm going to go, but I think I'm kind of leaning for the, the, the slipper delete. Um, I think I said spur delete earlier, but I meant slipper de delete. Um, I'm going to try it. I'm trying to, you know, it seems like every little bit of weight and less rotational mass really helps on these little cars. Uh, one tooth makes a huge difference when it comes to gearing, so it'll be interesting to see what that does, if anything. Um, so that's the plan for that. I've got a bunch of parts in my box right now to order um, from Associated, getting a bunch of 
front A-arms, got the top shaft there, going with the slipper delete, a fan mount, what else do I got coming? Oh, some new, t new wheels. Uh, that's the other thing, it's, I think I have not ran into it yet because it's not my car, but my son's car, I think, I think it's time for new wheel or new tires for the front of his car. The back tires look fine. The front look a little worn. Um, and I know that's because he's going in the corners pretty hot, but uh, I noticed him pushing a lot in the corners on the, uh, on the last race. So we'll see how that goes. I, I think I might let him run another week or two and then switch that up. So let's move on to some monster truck action. This has been something that's new for us that we have 100% really liked. Um, it was kind of difficult for us at first, and it still is gonna be difficult for us uh, for the time commitment to a race. Currently, the only race club right now doing monster trucks is at least a two hour drive away on a Sunday which is tough for us. It's only once a, a month, but it's still very tough for us to make it down two hours and kind of burn the whole day. Um, it's awesome though. So that's Pacific Northwest Monster Truck Group on Facebook, uh, really cool group. The, going out there is so much fun. It, there's, there's like no question if it's worth it. It's just a, it's tough to make it out there, but uh, really, really enjoying it. We're running the LMTs out there. We have SMTs, but I don't have any brushless systems in those. And they're just not competitive the way they're set up right now. They're set up for 3S on a eight turn Holmes Hobby five slot motor, which is super awesome for really tight, short stuff, racing similar setups, like a 12 turn. Um, but it's not anywhere set up to compete against like an LMT or anything like that. They are just not in the same ballpark. Um, so the question for us is, do we spend the dough and get set up on a truck like that? Or do I make those into some kind of a different truck and sell them, then buy another LMT or two? Um, Try to tell. Not sure what that market is really for the SMT tens. Uh, I don't really think there is much of a market right now. They're kind of like the slashes. Trying to sell a slash is almost impossible. You kind of have to trade up and and keep on trading up for other vehicles. Um, but the racing has been awesome. The, uh, out there, they're also known as Thunderdome RC, Thunderdome Monster Trucks uh, on Instagram. So. They are really, really working on making everything look scale and making it look awesome. And they're doing a great job about it. Um, there's a race this weekend that we're gonna try to make it out to, but I'm really struggling with getting the time to run out there. Axial Fest is 10 days away. Well, I gotta have a car done in less than 10 days to ship down to Axial Fest. It's a monster of a ordeal to try to get this done. We're gonna talk about that in the next segment of the Chop Shop, but uh, 
so I, I think I might have to stay back and and play in the shop this weekend, but uh, we'll see what happens. But it should still be, I don't know, we're gonna try to make it down there. It's a lot of fun. The other big news in Masha Trucks out here locally is that Die Hard RC, where we do all our turf and dirt racing, uh, they just put in a new Monster Truck Bash course. Uh, they're calling it the Monster Bash. And it's basically, they did the World Finals 2022 uh, Monster Truck, like Monster Jam course. They basically did a replica of that out of dirt there. And it is super awesome. And I can't wait to keep on going there. There is no like organized monster truck racing there yet um but it's kind of like build it and they will come so you know i don't want to take anything away from the group down south but it's two hours away so um might see if we can get some people together up here to run these monster trucks i don't think i don't know if there's enough out here but who knows they kind of come out of the woodworks monster truck people are a rare breed so hopefully we can find some people that'll come out and play. It's just a matter of setting it up. I'd ha I feel like I might have to run it the first few times and see if someone else wants to take it and run with it. Um, the outdoor track here at Die Hard does close down at the end of September. So we have kind of like the clock's ticking to play. So we're working on that right now, but for that, really, the monster trucks, the other thing that I'm kind of struggling with, I have an LMT that I'm trying to figure out what direction the theme to go. It might be brought into the shop so that I can put a cage on it. I did have an awesome 3D printed body, but 3D printed body and an 11 pound monster truck do not mix. They just detonate every which way. So I think if I did save that body, I'd probably have to make an exo cage for it and a roll bar, uh, but that's just time. And that's something I don't have right now. So we'll see how it goes. Um, if I don't make it down to the race this weekend, maybe we'll run to Die Hard and play on their course. They still have some work to do on it. We went out and tried it last weekend and it was clear that it was almost there, but some of the jumps needed to be kind of manicured a little bit so that it would make it more scale. Um, but it was a lot of fun, so uh, stay tuned for some practice. So in this episode, that's not how I'm gonna start it. I'm gonna say, so in this segment, we're gonna call it RC Chop Shop. On YouTube, it's called Taco Chop Shop. Uh, it's all the same thing. <clears throat> it's basically just the what we're working on, what we're building towards, all that kind of stuff. This one's fun, because this one is kind of the chaos of my life. I'm a builder, a designer. Uh, I've said that before, but this is kind of like, this is the ADD of my RC life right here. It's 10 different projects all at one time. When can I finish them? I've got a deadline, blah, 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 all that kind of good stuff. So let's see how this one pans out.
So let's just jump right in and get to this 800 pound gorilla in the room. I've got 10 days about, probably less, to finish this SCX6 project. Now, has it crossed my mind? Do I rush through it and get it done? Or do I continue to work on it and uh, take my time and get it done the absolute best way I want to, all that kind of stuff? There's a, it's a tough one because this one's gonna be handed off to Operation 11 Charlie. I'd love to get it to them for um, Axial Fest. There is another event coming up at the end of summer, Proline by the Fire. Um, so it could go to that too. Um, it's kind of a catch-22 which one I want to get it to. It'd be, I feel, honestly, I feel a little guilty that I haven't had a chance to get it done yet. And so I'm looking at it as like, I don't want people to think I'm like ghosting this situation, which I know people don't think that. They know uh, just a dad trying to run a business and play with RC cars at the same time. So we'll see how it goes. Um, my goal tomorrow is to finish the back half or get a long ways. I'm recording this on a Friday, so that means I'm gonna try to get to bed early and then get into the shop early in the morning on Saturday. Uh, if I can get in 6.37 and work till noon, that would be ideal. That way I still had family time. Um, but this one's like a full on R&D as we fly project for the SCX-6. It is a quite the endeavor. We are doing a fully beamed front suspension SCX-6, which has not been done before to my knowledge. And I'm gonna try to make it look like a pre-runner type truck. So there's a lot going on there. And I have to develop a wrap for it so that it looks like a cool themed 11 Charlie vehicle. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on there. So a lot to unpack on that one. We'll see how it goes. Um, I have no idea yet what I'm gonna do for the wrap. I know that I'm going to do something cool for it. Um, we're gonna, originally we were going to run the, oh, hold on, let me see, I'm fighting this stuff here. Oh. Uh, originally what we were gonna do is we were gonna run the uh, K10 body from Proline on it. And I decided, you know, if I'm gonna be designing this, I wanna kind of open source it and design it so that other people can do the same thing. So we're going to design it so that people can make their own cage for the honcho and put everything they want on the honcho. So uh, that's part of the R&D process is making cage plans for that, um, which is you know, a whole other step uh, to do. It takes some design work. Um, what I'll probably end up doing is building it on the fly and then reverse engineering it, which is not ideal. That is not the way I like to do things because 
it's very hard to get close, I think. I mean, you can get close to it, but I think it's just a little difficult. Um, you got a lot of like guessing, I guess. A lot of guessing on what is gonna actually work and what isn't gonna work, so. Makes it, makes it kind of uh, challenging and a little unsettling, but um, I guess anyone that's gonna be taking on a project like that anyway is gonna have to put their own sauce on it to make it what they want. So at the end of the day, it's just the designs are just there to kind of get you started. So we got that project. Um, that one's take, you know, gonna be taking up a lot of my capacity. We have the Wupacabra. So the Wupacabra is based off of a new chassis rail that Scale Metal Supplies has developed called the Wupacabra chassis rail. Um, I made a 3D model. I took a 3D model and really modified it actually of a K10 Blazer and wide, fender, wide bodied it, um, made it look pre-runner. 3D printed it, and so I'm gonna be running tiny tires on it, make it like a real scaler, um, probably 3.18, I think. I don't remember what the actual size of the tire are. They're tiny, but it's gonna be beam suspension in the front, pre-runner in the back, kind of the MO of this summer, and that thing is gonna look sick. That thing's gonna, hopefully the wheels are gonna tuck all that kind of stuff should be a really cool project um, that one i started kind of using some parts i had i have the s the element enduro se uh, tranny in it and i planned on using the element uh, trailing arms on it um, so just kind of do some measuring got to figure that part out the beam that was going to be my prototype for the beam suspension kind of like my dry run but i'm just gonna have to go all in on the scx6 so that'll be exciting um the next one that we're going to be working on and this one is probably mm, scx6 is definitely on the top this one will probably be number two because i can do it at night for part of it but uh, we got a base camp builder's kit. And it's my, my personal first ax axial crawler, as I hiccup into the, the mic. It's my first axial crawler. So this is gonna be different for me. I got it because I was planning on going to Axial Fest, but as we've already been talking about, life happens, and I think that I'm probably going to be too busy with work to actually take on Axial Fest this year. Maybe we'll go next year. So what I'm doing for this build is I've got a back half cage that Andre did that I was supposed to reverse engineer, Andre from Scale Metal Supplies, and do blueprints of. So I'm gonna put that on. There's my bell chime for walking outside. Uh, I'm gonna put that on and then I have a body that my daughter used to run. It's that Enjora uh, Jeep body, the four-door Jeep. And I'm gonna put that on the, on the chassis and cut the back end open so I could put that um, cage in. So it should be a pretty unique 
pretty cool build, but I'm gonna paint it yellow. Kind of like those Rockstar Jeeps for the uh, Great American Crawl. And I'm going to kind of, it's a kind of an homage, not really, but kind of, to RC Lemonade, if you guys remember him. He was around on Instagram and on YouTube a lot. 2019, 2020, somewhere around there. Really cool dude. Um, so I'm gonna call this my uh, RC Lemonade build. So kind of uh, life giving me lemons, meaning I'm not able to make it to the show. So I'm gonna make lemonade out of it. So I'm gonna make a really cool crawler out of it. Should be a really cool build. I'm pumped about that one. But that one I can do at night. Real simple to build the, build the kit and graft the body on it. And then real light tube work to it because all the tube work's pretty much done. So that one should be a quick, quick build, um, which would be fun. The next one we have uh, is the Rift. We traded a sand rail for the Rift for the same idea of going to uh, Axial Fest. Uh, and that was going to be my kid's ride. So I started going through that yesterday and it had, the guy I got it from said, oh, here's the E-clip and it goes in the tranny. Uh, don't forget to put that on there. <laughs> so then everything was all built already. So I went through the tranny last night, put the E-clip on, uh, noticed he had the gears, all the gears in the tranny for the two speed. And I'm just gonna keep it single speed. Um, he included like a castle clone motor. So I'm probably gonna run a Mamba X with this castle clone motor. Uh, it's gonna be brushless, sensorless. Um, just a fun little, I don't wanna say basher, but Fun little rock bouncer that we're gonna have, maybe a trailer. We'll see how it goes. Uh, might make that into a proper U4 truck and run it in two, two, two solid U4 here in the fall. We'll see what I have time to build, but that'll be a fun one. But that one's almost ready to go. I realized I need to get some more servos. I forgot that I, when I sold the Frankenwagen that I let one of my servos go, my reef servos go with it. So time to restock and we'll see how that goes. And then the next one is the CCXRC Extreme Build. That's what I'm talking, uh, I'm calling it the Extreme Build. That one's getting really close. Uh, that one's probably a day and a half away for all the metal work, but I gotta do the body work first and then we're going to do an interior. I'm gonna do that one all up. I got some time for that one now. So I'm gonna really go ham on that one. Do a full interior on it, make the paint look really good, bust out the airbrush. Um, really pumped on how that one's gonna turn out. You'll be seeing that one soon. Then I have a build that I'm thinking about doing just to make funds to make parts for all these other, or to get parts for all these other cars. I have an IERC LCG steel chassis. It's the merge kit. I might get one of, or I might 
put one of those together and do a tube chassis or a tube, you know, exo cage on it and flip it and see if I can get a few hundred out of it. That way I can put it into motors and servos and ESCs, all that kind of stuff for these other builds. Um, kind of getting to that point where I'm having a few too many RCs and they're going to have to move some, but I don't really have any that I want to move. I have a bug that I might move. We'll see. The bug's nice because it's small and lightweight and good for taking on long trail hikes, but we'll see what happens with that. But that one's kind of up in the air. We'll see. I, I also need to make a, uh, what's it called? TTC truck for the fall. And I'm kind of debating what to do. I'm an element guy, so I feel like it has to be element, but this uh, base camp kit might be the way to go for the TTC uh, because it has the dig and it has, it's gonna be kind of a nice heavy balanced rig. Um, we'll see, kind of a lot to think about, but lots of build stuff. I'd really like to kind of hunker down and get a lot of builds done before the end of July. Um, we're on the 7th now that I'm recording this. So if I could get it up by the end of July, that would be awesome. Uh, and then just kind of have the rest of the summer to take these trucks with me and play. Oh yeah, and then I have one other that I have to fix slash build is my UDR. Seems like every time I go out and play with that thing, I break something on it. So lately I broke I have to take apart the front end because I don't know if I broke the ring and pinion or something in this inner diff on the front, but it's crunchy and it has no more front wheel drive. So, <laughs> well, I got to open that bad boy up and see where we're at with that. Uh, kind of give it a once over, maybe change some diff fluid. But aside from that, that's the, the chop shop where we're at. Next episode, you'll hear a lot more of where we're at with the SCX6 and with the extreme build and the base camp build for sure. Wow, so there you go. That's our first major episode of Talk About RC. We've tried this once before. I don't know if I actually ever published it, so we're gonna see how this works. I kind of liked it. It was fun to actually walk around and talk and kind of give you guys a recap of where we've been. Every week is gonna be a little bit more difficult, I think, because I'm gonna run out of stuff to talk. There was a lot to kind of like barf on you guys right now, but um, we'll see. We'll see what I can drum up to talk about. We're in RC every weekend, whether it's building something or it's going to events or what have you. We're racing. Um, we're out there every week, every weekend. So we got stuff to talk about. So let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know what I can improve on. Let me know if the sound is okay. I'm actually doing it old school, running the uh, white earbuds corded into my phone as I walk around. Uh, let me know how that is. Drop me a comment. Uh, I'm going to post this over on YouTube also. Um, drop me a comment over there. Tell me what you think. Uh, share it up. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next time, amigos. Don't do drugs. Eat tacos. My wife hates it when I say that. Adios. <laughs>